0: Anyone cut me short? I was thinking this was the way to go, and you put up your puppet show. I say, Cheers to life. No, I'll be no good. Have you ever heard the statement if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life? Doing what you love. And let's talk about. What doing what you love means to us as helping professionals, uh, professional and volunteer helpers. My name is Richard Jones RN, and this is Essential Change the Podcast, episode number 49. But before we move on, I want to invite you to go to secondstarts.com. That's number two, N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com, helping those individuals and families with chronic and persistent problems with relapse or behavioral issues by providing a roadmap to essential transformation by strengthening the real team, clients, the professional helpers and volunteers, and the people that love and support them, creating a new way to change and save lives. Please look around. Don't be afraid to Book an appointment to talk to us if you want to discuss anything or send us an email. We can explain everything to you. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing and hearing from you. Now, obviously, for most of us, especially those of us that work in any of the helping fields and have made a profession out of it, sometimes because of uh, bureaucracy or red tape, as they say, it's very difficult. Uh it takes a lot of strength to do Associate what you're doing with what you love sometimes. There's a lot of days when we can, but then there's some days that the drag is pretty consistent. So, doing what we love is something that we really need to objectify, if you will. And it's important for us to always remember that we are reaching out for someone. And so, people are definitely, as we reach out, people are looking back at us. Uh, So, we want to lead by certain examples. And it's important for us to understand that it's not The type of example that we have an opportunity to put on false facade or fake is something that is very transparent in how you deal with people. Now, regardless uh, whether or not you have a regimented government job or job in managed care, which a lot of us do, or you work in a private sector, uh, private initiatives, or you're in a volunteer situation, it's important that a couple of things are very, you know, that we always keep in mind. The first one is how you present yourself. How do you show up? Okay. Second is, do you insert some of your real authentic views in, uh, quote unquote, the company line? In other words, is there something about what you're doing actually personal to you and not just the job? Do you feel and do you resonate with those that you're trying to help and have a particular personal mission to do just that? One of the first things we can do is really focus on some preparation. Uh, there's general self-preparation where you maintain a mental and physical fitness about yourself. Uh, try to look as though you are someone who can, has the strength to help. You want to look like you are somewhat, you know, have it together. We all have real life views, but you definitely want to be personally Physically and mentally prepared to do your job, okay? You want to make sure that you're professionally prepared. You know your business. Uh, you are schooled in the, the proper way to do things in your field. You know, uh, you want to basically stay up on the norms and the means of your profession and, you know, always appear and give out that essence like you are at least attempting to be at the top of your profession and you want to be specifically prepared. In other words, what situation are you dealing with a person? You can humanize it to a certain point, but you want to understand what the situation is. Are there some, are there some norms? Are there some previous roadmaps that, that govern how you should act? And you want to at least have a feel for all of them. Not necessarily that you have to use it, but you definitely want to know where you're at specifically with the individual in the situation that you are looking to help, at least as best as you can anyway. You want to make sure that you are attuned somewhat to the individual that you're working with, not just the situation, but the individual. Sometimes certain folks need to be treated a particular way, and you have to have an insight and a feel for who you're dealing with and what could or could not make them tick per se obviously you're not going to be a professional at each person you meet but there's certain general rules with just some attempts at awareness that you can definitely follow and you want to be very specific to your end goal mission you always want to understand you know what you can do versus or with what that individual needs, and put all that all together with the awareness and the preparation and be able to come out with the best, best outcome. You want to come at it also with an attitude and an energy that invites healing. You want to always have the people that you are trying to help Look at you and feel like, you know, this is a guy who, who believes in the strength and the power that he's asking me to invest myself in. So you want to uh, take time to make sure that you, your attitude is focused. Your energy is cultivated. You want to make sure that you are being the best you can be when you're leaning over and help, holding the helping hand. I decided about to help someone else in. You want to make sure that you're as fit as possible. And all these first two things in order to give you the, the gift or the mentality of acceptance. As helping professionals, one of the hardest things for us to do is accept the outcomes. We strive for the best. I know at Second Starts we dem- demand and look for the best, but in real life, the results we get when we're trying to help someone are usually somewhere in the middle of perfect and horrible. Okay, so we have to be able to uh, understand and accept the results that we get and be able to couple that with the effort that we put in and the potential that we have to continue to change it for the better. But we do not want to get overly wrapped up and find results that we find unacceptable and then place a judgment on that result. And that in turn immediately decreases your ability to to help or to make a situation better. So in closing, as helping professionals or volunteers and support people, we understand that uh, sometimes doing what we love takes a little bit of cultivation on our part in order to continue to stay in that, that mindset. So you will never work a day in your life if you do what you love, but you need to work a day in your life in order to do what you love. So again, in closing, my name is Richard Jones, RN for Second Starts. And let's remember, please, everybody, let's get out there and help somebody get better, help somebody stay better, help somebody be better. Thank you for joining us on Parenting Your Child in Recovery, a podcast for the families of young adults in recovery. For more information, go to secondstarts.com. That's the number 2ndstarts.com and our Facebook group, parenting your child in recovery. And if you or someone you know loves a young adult in recovery and want a customized premium change to recovery without the guilt and shame of most recovery processes, please go again to secondstarts.com, the number 2nd, S-T-A-R-T-S dot com, and book a free call. Thank you. <laughs> In my eyes, forgot all about what I did last night. What I do remember that it was real, real life. Talks about me.